Microsoft is about to ban unlicensed controllers from being used on the Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles. This really just means that no serious people will be playing fighting games on Xbox anymore. Tonight is November 5th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy O'Kay says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore. What would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. It is the 5th of November where we remember things. That's what I'm told. We're supposed to remember things today. Anyway, uh, yes, welcome. Well, this is a, a remembrance edition, edition, I guess, of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, 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 as well as remember and reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on this Sunday night for this nice little podcast, thank you so much. Uh, we do tape this show live each and every Sunday night over at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. Come join us, interact with the show directly, and uh, I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. Uh, but I do understand we are a podcast, uh, and, and you probably listen to us after the fact. Uh, so we do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. That's how you can interact with the show. Uh, it, between during the week, I might read stuff on the air, or you can reach out to me on social media. We did that last week where I read a social media comment on the air. And uh, you can uh, interact with the show that way if you can't be here live on Sunday nights. Um, so let's go ahead and just get right into the hogwash for the evening. Because I I only put really one story here in, in the show tonight because um, I figured we would talk about this one for quite some time. And I didn't want to go over like I, like I do a lot. I, I tend to put more things here in the show than, than, I, than I want. Um, so Windows Central reports that in a significant development for Xbox users, the era of tinkering with your console to use unapproved direct accessories is drawing to a close. Xbox has taken a definitive stance by instituting a new policy that will block the use of unauthorized accessories with its consoles effective as of November 17th. This decision has already begun to reverberate amongst the gaming community, and many have already had a warning about it on their consoles in the form of an error message. It states, quote, A connected accessory is not authorized. Using unauthorized accessories compromises your gaming experience. For this reason, the unauthorized accessory will be blocked from use on November 12, 2023. For help returning it, check with the store it came from or contact the manufacturer. To see authorized accessories, go to www.xbox.com slash accessories. 0x82d60002 You have 10 seconds to comply. Uh so um essentially they are taking a lot of these unauthorized accessories and they're saying you cannot use them on our consoles anymore. We are going to block them. 
uh, and Tiger Claw does bring up third-party controllers that are licensed by Microsoft are okay. Yes, this is literally just unlicensed controllers. Now, why would someone want an unlicensed controller? Well, because that license is expensive. And um, you, when you ha probably have, when, when you're a parent and you have kids in the house, uh, younger kids, uh, they tend to break things. And, and, it, and they're kids. Like, they're not doing it maliciously. There are, they are not, um, do, uh, you know, they don't intend to break things, but they're kids. And, you know, if you're going to sit there and tell me that you as a kid didn't unintentionally break something, uh, you're lying or you had a really boring childhood. Um, I, I, so... Uh, a lot of times those unlicensed accessories are cheaper. And so why would you buy a $70 controller for your kid to play Roblox or Minecraft on the Xbox when you can buy them a $10 controller and they don't know that it's a crappy controller and they don't care. So one of the brands feeling heat from this upcoming change is not about kids, but it's about adults. It's Brook gaming known for its third party gaming accessories with reports of problems cropping up on some of their projects products. They took to uh, social media to address the issue. They say, quote, dear gamers, we extend our heartfelt appreciation for your unwavering uh, support and interest in Brook. We find it necessary to store, share crucial information with you regarding our Xbox console-related products, which may encounter functional disruptions in the near future. Recently, we have received player feedback concerning these products when used on Xbox consoles, uh, with the latest OS released on October 16th during online gameplay. An error message may appear. Uh, A connected accessory is not authorized. We deeply regret any inconvenience that this may cause you. The Brook engineering team is fully committed to developing a solution to maintain product quality and functionality. Please trust us that we will spare no effort in identifying potential solutions. Once further updates come available, we will promptly notify you through our official community platforms. Unquote. The affected products uh, listed by the brand are the Wingman XB2 converter and the XB fighting board. So the XB fighting board is essentially the guts, the mechanism that people use in the fighting game community to build their own fight sticks. And they are wired accessories because all of uh, you, you, you couldn't have a third party wireless accessory on Xbox until probably right about now. We're going to get to that in a second, but that, that's not the important part of the story. Uh, because why, fighting game players want to play wired anyway. They don't want the wireless lag. It's all about minimizing the delay between you hit the button and your character punches your opponent uh, or kicks your opponent or does a super on your opponent. But anyway, they make the guts that go inside the fight stick that every, that every serious fighting game player in the FGC, everybody that plays in tournaments, they have. And now... You can't use that board, and so that fight stick that you built, uh, you can't use to play Street Fighter Six on Xbox in starting in a couple weeks. So you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna see is like the fighting game fans are just gonna go play on PC or PlayStation Five, probably PC. This is kind of one of the things that's been highlighted by the community. Brooks Gaming statement highlights a series of issues that have been plaguing third-party unlicensed accessories, particularly since the rollout of the latest console build. 
Um, interestingly, dig- digging deeper into the matter reveals Reddit posts dating back to September with re- uh, with users on Reddit voicing concerns about a wide range of accessories, including joysticks and racing wheels like the Thrustmaster TMX Pro. This brand regularly features on its site and in our best and the best gaming wheels for Windows Central for Xbox discussions. Microsoft is going to be lifting restrictions on the ability for third-party hardware manufacturers to build wireless accessories for Xbox Series X and S. Um, so the Power A Moga uh, brand actually just had a wireless accessory. So um, uh, excellent Xbox controllers like the Razer Wolverine V2 Chroma are let down solely by the fact that they're wired. So Microsoft previously had no easy path for third-party manufacturers to get wirelessness in their controllers with only headsets getting approval via a special Microsoft security chip. Uh, So now Microsoft does have an approval process for official third-party wireless controllers, and this restriction may be as a result of new security measures to put restrictions on inputs that could circumvent player or inject unfair advantages. So this answers a question that was asked uh, Zen Monkey, uh, I believe by Zen Monkey 11, uh, in, they asked earlier on about, you know, five minutes ago, why are these accessories breaking consoles? Uh, so the answer is no, they are not breaking consoles. What happens, though, is that there are unauthorized accessories and unlicensed accessories, not by Brooks Gaming, that allow players to cheat online. And it is undetectable. By the servers, it's undetectable because it is a wireless controller. It is a wired controller. It's not wireless. It's a wired controller that allows, that has macros uh, and stuff to basically make you so much better in, in, in a game. So let's take Call of Duty, for example. There is a controller, uh, an unlicensed controller out there that people can get and that uh, mitigates the recoil. So what it does is when it notices that you are holding down the right trigger to shoot, it is on a timer pushing down on, I guess, the right thumbstick without you actually doing it to mitigate the recoil because the gun will, you know, the gun sight will move up. That's how Call of Duty uh, handles recoil. And they've got a mitigation technique, so your gun never recoils. So that's not really a macro, but it's something programmed into the controller, and that's making it uh, unfair to play online with. So that is the impetus for this, is that it is making online gaming worse because people have these accessories. There are other accessories that allow that make a keyboard and mouse seem like an Xbox controller. Some Xbox games have keyboard and mouse support. Others do not, but there are unlicensed accessories that will take your keyboard and mouse inputs, convert them into the what Xbox is expecting, and Xbox thinks it's just a wired controller. But it's really somebody with a keyboard and mouse. This is what... Uh, so that's what they are trying to prevent. Unfortunately... There are companies that make uh, unlicensed accessories that have no intention of letting you cheat. Uh, they have no intention of doing that, but they are getting caught in the crossfire. And ZenMonkey11 says, I have some programs that turn any Xbox uh, controller into an Xbox controller. That sucks. Yes. Uh, and, you know, like, so there are devices that will turn a PlayStation 5 DualSense 
into an Xbox controller. If you like that layout better, there were accessories to let you do that. You're not going to be able to use those on an Xbox One or an Xbox Series X. So this is even the previous generation. They put this in on the previous generation. You're not going to be able to use them as of, I think, November 12th. Now, Microsoft did uh, put out a statement saying, quote, uh, and actually this, this statement is from Microsoft. So hang on. We got we to do the right voice here. Quote, Microsoft and other licensed Xbox hardware partners' accessories are designed and manufactured with quality standards for performance, security, and safety. Unauthorized ex- uh, accessories can compromise the gaming experience on Xbox consoles, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. Players may receive a pop-up warning that their accessory is unauthorized. Eventually, the unauthorized accessory will be blocked from use to preserve the console gaming experience. For a full list of accessories that are supported on Xbox consoles, please visit www.xbox.com accessories. Our support page is here and here. Those are links that you can't hear on the radio and are des- designed for Xbox partner hardware program page here. Once again, another link that you can't hear because this is a podcast. All right. So essentially what they're saying is uh, it's it's degrading the console experience. It's degrading the gaming experience. And they're probably thinking they want that to come across as it's going to degrade your gaming experience. But really, it degrades other people's gaming experience. When they talk about a degraded experience, they are talking about the people you're playing against online. And PodCulture says this will suck for some of the media remotes as well. Uh, and DJ Ramas points out, not really most of those are licensed. There are not that many unlicensed media remotes. There aren't that many. And, and also, you got to remember that the Xbox consoles, at least, and I know this because I've had to set this up, the Xbox consoles still have an IR, inf- uh, IR receiver on the front. It's actually underneath the sync button on the Xbox Series X. Uh, so, uh, so if you have an IR blaster for your, if you have like a home entertainment system that has like one control box that controls all the media remotes, uh, you can blast IR signals into that. Uh, PlayStation has a Bluetooth only remote. It has no IR port on the front, but the Xbox consoles have an IR receiver. So any Logitech Harmony that sends out signals can still send signals to the Xbox Series X. Uh, so the media remotes, like, the, yes, there are some that connect, but even if those don't work, uh, anything with an IR, any any remote that still emits IR, which means you have to point it at the console, which a lot of remotes nowadays, they connect Bluetooth, uh, so you no longer have to point them at the whatever device you're at, but it still has the ability to receive those codes. Uh, and DJ Ramas says, Bobby, that sync button is is the IR port. I have not been able to find an IR blaster extender that actually works. So... What I had to do, or what and what we had to do actually, uh, because I've got a home. So you know, first world problem. I'm you know very fortunate in life. I have a home theater in my basement, and the home theater company that built it and kind of maintains it for me, uh, they use a system called Control Four, which is actually a closed system. I don't like it that much because I can't change it. I have to pay them to change it. It is a they're the they're only the vendor can go in and change the configuration. They have to be here. Uh, the VPNing doesn't work for them for whatever reason. We couldn't figure that out, so they actually have to come physically to the house to change it. They can't remote in uh, for whatever reason. And I we we tried to figure out why and we couldn't. 
uh, and they didn't charge me for that visit, thankfully. But what they have is they have this little IR blaster. And what they did on the Xbox One is they just taped it. It's this little wire, and they just taped it over the uh, over where the IR receiver was. Well, on the Xbox Series X, the sync button is on top of the IR blaster. So we actually have, like, the IR, uh, the IR receiver. So there's, like, a little piece of tape that they use to kind of prop the IR blaster, like, just above the sync button so I can still hit the sync button. Uh, but it was able to send stuff in. So that's kind of, that's how we, but that, that doesn't make any, that doesn't really care about all this stuff. Uh, Sherman Matt says, wait, doesn't the elite controllers, Mike, uh, Microsoft, uh, makes elsewhere, uh, can, where you can modify the trigger buttons to make quicker trigger presses also degrade the experience for players who don't use those. Um, so I think that, um, so yes, um, but. There's there's a there's a thing there. Uh, Microsoft makes the elite controllers, so they have the ability probably to disable those trigger buttons for online play if they really wanted to. So that is a first party thing, and so they can change the rules on license accessories and chain and basically make it to where they can detect if you're using those triggers. Uh, normal, like an unlicensed accessory, they wouldn't know, but on the elite controller, they can put stuff in the OS and in the firmware for the elite controller that basically tells the Xbox if they're using the triggers, the paddles, or if they're using the actual buttons and they can turn that off. I'm not saying they will, but they have that option. Whereas with these unlicensed accessories, they do not have that option because they're not working with the hardware companies. They're working with the officially licensed hardware companies. I think they're more worried about, um, Things like macros or things that adjust the recoil and basically eliminate the recoil, which is not ex- even a macro. It's just a it's a program. It's re- it's reactive. And uh, Questbrush says, "What I'd love to see are third party options for cheaper controllers in the PS5, as they already do on uh, on the Xbox." Uh, and that that's the other thing is like a lot of the cheap controllers, like maybe the cheaper controllers aren't that great, and but people just don't realize they're not that great. And Xbox wants everybody to have a great experience. So there's no official word on uh, whether the controller spoofing mouse and keyboard adapters will be banned as a result of the uh, policy changes, but manufacturers like Brute Gaming, who build unlicensed but fair adapters for fighting game sticks, seem to be caught in the dragnet. So there was a further clarification that had to be made because one of the groups that had some things to say about this was a group that I helped raise $35,000 for charity for a couple of weeks ago, and that's Able Gamers. Able Gamers, they are an advocacy group uh, for uh, gamers with disabilities. And a lot one of the things that they do is that they work with companies to bring out things uh, that will help everybody play games. And one of the things that they had that they helped Microsoft with was with the Xbox adaptive controller, which allowed uh, you to plug in things into USB or by 3.5 millimeter jack uh, to be able to play uh, for, for people who don't have the functionality of all their limbs and, and stuff to be able to still play Xbox games. Um, and, and it's a way on top of what accessibility features the devs put in their games. Even if the dev doesn't put in accessibility features in their games, at least they have a controller that works for them and they can actually try to play the game. 
And Able Gamers actually came out with this really long statement saying this is going to hurt our devices because not every disabled gamer uses the Xbox adaptive controller because, frankly, I don't think that many people can get their hands on them. They're expensive, and I don't think there's that many of them that exist. So they have unlicensed third-party accessories that they use to be able to play games, things like breath controllers for people who are... Uh, you know, who who don't have all the functions of their legs, but they can blow into a, a breath thing to, to jump or do something in a game. Uh, those would all be shut out. All of those devices that people have used to be able to play Xbox games because they can't, they just can't use a controller like, like many of us here can use a controller, uh, they're going to get locked out if they're not using the Xbox adaptive controller. And... That And they were worried that the ex, the extensions to the Xbox adaptive controller were going to be taken away, as well as stuff that doesn't use the adaptive controller that just plugged directly into the Xbox. So there was another update uh, from Microsoft about this. And uh, they say, uh, this is what Microsoft says to them. There is no impact to players using the Xbox Adaptive Controller or any peripherals plugged into the Xbox Adaptive Controller's USB and 3.5mm ports. This includes both licensed designed for Xbox devices listed on the Accessories pub page, as well as those that currently connect with the Xbox Adaptive Controllers. If you do not receive an error code, then your accessory will not be impacted. For questions, please reach out to the Disability Answer Desk. So they're not going to block things that work with the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Uh, And Microsoft has reaffirmed that devices that connect directly to the Xbox via USB that are unlicensed and do not have authorization from Xbox will stop functioning after two weeks. The grace period is to allow users to return and replace those devices. So... I and and I so I don't know if maybe the workaround for a lot of these is to use the Xbox adaptive controller. Uh because this seems to be like a little loophole and it also it kind of sucks because if that's the only way you can use some of these unlicensed things uh is through the uh the uh adaptive controller then uh, you're going to see a lot less adaptive controllers available to those who need it because people who want no recoil in their Call of Duty are going to buy the adaptive controller and plug their whatever they get next into it to be able to uh, continue to do what they're doing in Call of Duty. Or uh, fighting game players uh, will have their fight stick just connect to the adaptive controller uh, and, and go that way because they made the adaptive controller extensible like that because... For in its intended use case, everybody has a different kind of disability. So no one controller is going to work for every uh, person who is not fully abled. And uh, that can be exploited. And unfortunately, uh, this decision from Microsoft may make it harder for those who actually need the adaptive controller to get it because now people are going to use it as a workaround to get their unlicensed accessories to work on an Xbox. So DJ Rama says, in a way, this reminds me of all the third-party Nintendo Switch controllers that come up as the Switch Pro controllers when you sync them. Um, E3VL says, why not implement uh, software that detects auto-recoil? So uh, that's a good good thought. Um, that's just like one example of things. But 
I will also tell you this. As I am a software developer in my day job, I don't work in games, but one of the, I have all these like little one-liners that I, you know, spout about and one of my favorites that I spout about all the time is kind of applicable here. If you ever try to make software idiot proof, the world will just build a better idiot. So, okay, maybe they write code to detect auto recoil. Okay, so that's gone. But there's like five or six other things, or the people who make the auto recoil script will figure out how to fool your auto recoil script, your detector, and and do that. We're actually seeing this right now in web development in the website world. Have you uh, if you have an ad blocker? Have you tried to go to YouTube in the last couple of weeks? How's that been going for you? When when you're on your desktop browser and YouTube, how's that been going for you? There is currently an arms race, and it's been going on for about three weeks on YouTube between YouTube and ad blockers. And they have started really getting aggressive with people who use uBlock Origin, AdBlock Plus, the Brave browser, things like that. And what will happen is YouTube will figure out how to detect when you're using an ad blocker. Uh, and then the ad blockers will figure out filters to get around it. And then YouTube will update it. Uh, to, you know, to, to, and so, and then what YouTube does is like, okay, fine. You're using an ad blocker. You, for, you can only use an ad blocker for three videos. Then we're blocking your account. So, and DJ Rama S says, you block origin is your friend. Yeah. Uh, YouTube keeps fig figuring out how to get through you block origin. And then it takes a couple, a little bit for you block origin to block YouTube's new blo blocking attempt. Like initially, they just had a pop up saying, "Hey, you're using an ad blocker. You should you should get YouTube Premium." And so the ad blocker was like, "Fine, we'll block the pop up. We'll we'll stop the pop up." And then YouTube put up that pop up, but they put a 10 second timer on the X to close the pop up. So the stuff that you block Origin put in didn't work anymore. And so they put in a thing to make you know try to get it to not show up. Um, and then they put in a thing where it's like, okay, it lets the ad load and then it skips it. And then YouTube block that. And so, you know, it, it's, it's a cat and mouse games between the filter creators and YouTube. And it's been going on for three weeks and neither side has emerged victorious yet. So one, one thing I, and so one of the things, honestly, if you're, if you're in this situation, here's what you do. And this gets around all this silliness right now is I, I have AdBlock Plus is what I actually have. I don't have uBlock Origin. I use AdBlock Plus. AdBlock Plus, I think the difference is AdBlock Plus just blocks, like, it doesn't stop things from being received. It just doesn't show them to you. Uh, so it's not as good as uBlock Origin, but it's also doesn't get detected as often, and it doesn't get in the way as often. That's why I just personally use it. But... The way to get around it is you get a plugin that changes your user agent, which is essentially the browser will tell a website what OS you are, what browser you're using, all this stuff. It actually, there's like a line, you can actually look it up. It's called the user agent. Uh, and you can see what your browser is setting. But you can tell the user agent to tell YouTube, oh, I'm on Android. And so then what it will do is when you go to youtube.com, it sends you to the mobile site. They haven't started doing this ad blocking on the mobile version of the website. Okay? So you can watch things, and then what you do is you put in the URL 
Uh, you'll either put in a question mark if there's not already a question mark, or you put an ampersand if there's uh, already a question mark in there. And at the end, you put app equals desktop, and then it loads the desktop site, but not with all this AdSense stuff uh, or the ad blocking stuff because they haven't been able to do that on the mobile device because there aren't that many ad blockers on mobile devices. There are some, but there aren't that many. Uh, so that's how I get around it, but it, do, it does make my YouTube viewing experience a little weird. Or you just watch an inc incognito window uh, where you're not logged into YouTube, and then it's fine, uh, even with the ad blockers. So um, getting back to the thing about the recoil, why don't they just detect auto-recoil? It's because they can detect the way they do auto-recoil, these unauthorized accessories do auto-recoil today. But then they'll just change tomorrow how they're doing auto-recoil. And so then they would have to update the code again to account for the new variation. And is that really a good use of a developer's time? And this is time that they're not spent fixing bugs or maybe creating new content for the next season because Call of Duty is kind of a kind of but not really a live service game. I think Warzone's a live service game. But, you know, instead of fixing bugs, they're just fighting these unlicensed controllers or... Xbox can just ban unlicensed controllers and then you don't have to fight this fight at all. So that's that's why they don't just do that because it's not just that one thing. I just gave that as one example. There's multiple different functions that is A, hard to detect, or B, there are some players that can actually do that. And, they, and you know, then you get the false positives. You ban somebody for playing really good. There are... And I, I, there are people that sometimes are really so good at first-person shooters, they do get banned because people think they're using wall hacks when, no, they're just really that good. Or they're using aim bots or something. And, no, they're just really good at aiming. So that's why that's why they're trying to ban these accessories. Uh, but, unfortunately, like a fight stick, that's there's no reason a fight stick should be banned. But the way that everybody builds their own custom fight stick that is going to kind of get in the way and that's kind of they're just caught in the middle because they're not breaking any rules they're not nobody's console experience is suffering because of legitimate fighting sticks but they they don't look any different than the person who's running an aim bots and auto recoil controllers so uh what this basically means is that the Xbox is not going to be the preferred platform for the fighting game community um, and, you know, I think Capcom would know that. And because, you know, Street Fighter Six is on Xbox. Uh, but nobody serious is going to play it there. Uh, it, and, you know, there are going to be licensed third part, uh, fighting sticks, but it's a lot of fighting game players actually make their own fight sticks for their own hand size. You know, kind of like people who bowl. People who bowl will get a, and I'm talking like real bowling, not Wii bowling, but like actually like going to a lane, uh, you know, Big Lebowski style and, and actually rolling a ball down an actual thing and hitting actual pins. Um, so they will get bowling balls that are specifically morphed to their fingers. The holes are actually specifically for their hand size, and it is the weight that they know, and that is the ball that they always use. Fighting game players are the same way. They will have a fight stick that has their specific how how far between their fingers and, you know, all that stuff, and, you know, uh, basically tailored to them. 
they are the only person that would actually use that particular fight stick. And the way they do that is they will either contract somebody to build it on their behalf or they'll build it themselves using the accessories that are in Brooks' accessories. And so they're just going to play on uh, PS5, and that's fine because, as E3VL show, uh, points out, Evo is owned by Sony. So uh, Sony owns Evo. Everything's going to be on PlayStation anyway. But you're going to find other tournaments. You're not going to find Xbox Street Fighter Six tournaments because people aren't going to be able to bring their own controllers and have them work anymore. S. Matt says, I think modders finding a way around this will tell, tear apart the adaptive controllers, which is a shame. And Dark Tetsia says, I hadn't considered the adaptive control loophole, but I, yeah, I guess Microsoft didn't think of that. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, companies are a lot... Uh, people, people at the companies are a lot smarter than you think. They absolutely have thought of that. Now, I'm reading, when I was reading into this quote, the second quote I read, which I'm not going to use the voice modulator this time, but but imagine that I am. I'm going to read the quote again, and there is some very specific language in here. There's one word that tells me, yes, they absolutely have thought of this. There's no impact to players using the Xbox adaptive controller, blah, 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 blah. This includes both licensed design for Xbox devices listed on the accessories hub page, as well as those that currently connect with the Xbox adaptive controller. Currently. So they have thought of it because that's not guaranteeing that accessories that might connect to it in the future will work. They only guarantee that those that currently connect so yes I think they have thought of it S. Matt says all those anime, anime waifu custom controllers that won't work anymore so I will say that there are certain companies that that their controllers will work like I bought and I probably showed them I don't have them up here anymore but I bought custom controllers that had Dragon Con logo on them I bought an Xbox and a Playstation controller they had the Dragon Con logo on them uh, those will still work. You want to know why? Because they basically just took a regular Xbox controller, popped off the uh, the shell, and made their own shell. The internals are still completely licensed. It's an Xbox One wireless controller. Uh, but it's just got a different shell. So those anime waifu custom controllers that you see that are just Xbox controllers, those, if the company that built them did it right... Those should still work because they're literally just normal Xbox controllers with th new parts on the outside, the shell, the case. Xbox can't determine if you have a different case on your on your Xbox. That's not something they can determine. So those, yes. So an uh, E3 reveal says aren't aren't most just skins? Yes, most of them are skins. Now, uh, some of them might, in order to save their costs, might use some unlicensed controllers and put their skins on top of it. But the good ones will actually just take a regular old good Xbox, straight first party Xbox One wireless controller or Xbox Series X wireless controller and put their stuff on top of it. Yeah, so it's 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 not going to affect most of us, but the people that it affects, it's going to affect them greatly. And it's going to be very interesting to see how this, you know, a lot of people think, you know, Microsoft gamers first and, you know, all that stuff because they've been been able to put bring up a lot of goodwill with gamers with a lot of the stuff that they've done, how this is going to affect that audience and how they're going to protect against the stuff that they want to protect against, which is valid, 
you know, stopping cheaters in online games is valid. It's just, you know, what else is going to fall in order to stop the cheaters? And then the cheaters are going to just find another way. That's that's the that's the sad reality is that this will be a setback for cheaters for like a month, if that long. And then they'll figure out how to get their stuff to work and people will be right back into cheating in Call of Duty. We are going to take a music break tonight, but first up, I actually want to talk about something going on uh, with that particular community. So uh, for the Peace Ball on the podcast, you don't get a music break. You get a little tiny break because this is a talk podcast. So, you know, I I don't want to like necessarily distribute music through this podcast. Uh, But during on the live streams over at Vogue Network, we have uh, we, we play remixes from Overclock Remix. So these are remixes of game themes that have been posted on Overclock Remix, which is ocremix.org. It's been around since 1999. And uh, they actually are stream friendly. So we don't we actually don't have any copyright strikes on our channel right now. I'm going to knock on wood, Lego wood, I guess. Um, and, and it's because we play Overclock Remix when we do have music breaks or we play custom music that was made for us uh, on other shows here on the network. So we don't have to worry about that stuff. And it's been around for so long. There's such a big library um, of, you know, certain game titles. If it's a Nintendo or Square Enix title, we're covered. Uh, But uh, they've got a huge library of like over 4,000 remixes uh, that you can do and play. And it was started by uh, a man by the name of, uh, who goes by DJ Pretzel online. And uh, DJ Pretzel uh, announced that uh, on October 28th, he informed staff that he was stepping down. Uh, So he wrote, quote, on October 28th, I informed staff that I was stepping down from my role as president, admin, owner, etc. of Overclocked Remix. And on November 1st, I also stepped down from the board of Game Music Initiative, the 501c3 nonprofit organization that funds uh, Overclocked Remix. In short, I no longer feel I have the bandwidth to do these roles justice and to not only maintain, but advance the missions of both projects. I will be working with Sharik Ansari, who goes by Dark Sword, to transition my responsibilities and ensure continuity of operations. The excellent mix posted on Halloween was published without my direct involvement. Subsequent posts up to the milestone of the 4,500th track have been superbly executed, and I am confident that staff will continue the work necessary to operate and evolve Overclock Remix in my absence. I will be even less available than I have been lately, so I apologize in advance for any for any lack of responsiveness. So, uh, what uh, what this is uh, this means is that there's he's cultivated a staff, and uh, I will also admit that there is um, the, that uh, the person who's taking over Dark Sword. Uh, his uh, his partner uh, has been a longtime supporter of the Vogue Network. That's how we found out about it. It was in our Discord. Uh, so, uh, but th- there's a staff there that is going to cultivate everything, uh, and and it's it's great. Um, I actually have a post up here that I wanted to to that I'm going to read some stuff from. Uh, Dark to see says I remember Overclock Remix from way back when they were an emulation web comic. So it's been a, or overclocked from back way back when they were an emulation web comic. So it's been quite a long time. Um, they've done a lot of stuff. Um, they, uh, so they actually went up against some legal trouble, uh, in 2012, they launched a Kickstarter for Final Fantasy VI Balance and Ruin, which is an, uh, re- remix of Final Fantasy VI song- songs. It was taken down, 
uh, and they talked with Square's lawyers directly for a couple hours to make the nonprofit project structures clear and contractual, and they relaunched a successful Kickstarter. Um, they launched the Game Music Initiative in 2016, creating an official 501c3 charity to formalize the finances around Overclock Remix and potentially support other video game mix-related projects. Uh, and also, he points out in this post that he's absolutely loves seeing OC remixes featured by charity speedrunners. Games done quick. It's actually the uh, exactly the type of thing I always wanted to see that synergy. Uh, there, there's a whole post on forums, which they actually still have forums there. Good for them. Uh, I'm sure there's a Discord server too, but this was posted on forums, so we don't have to go to a Discord server to read this. Uh, but there are going uh, the the new staff is going to take things bigger and better, hopefully. Uh, and I wish them all the luck in the world. Uh, and I wish them all the best because uh, it's been great to play Overclock Remix since I moved over to Twitch. Uh, fun fact, if you didn't weren't here live before we made the jump to Twitch for this show in 2018, I just played random stuff because we were on a Shoutcast stream and uh, we were pretty sure nobody important in terms of like music licensing was listening. So we played whatever. Like, we actually played, like, straight game soundtracks from Square Enix, from Nintendo. Stuff that, if they knew about, they would try to charge us a licensing fee or, you know, send us a cease and desist. Uh, but we don't want to do that on Twitch because we could actually get copyright strikes here. So we uh, Overclock Remix has been uh, the replacement, and uh, we've been I've been greatly enjoying uh, putting different Overclock Remixes on the show uh, and highlighting them before the show starts and here in the middle of the show. So, speaking of that, we're going to take a quick music break. Uh, and you, like I said, you're not going to hear it on the podcast feed, but I'll tell you which one we're going to play tonight uh, for those in the podcast. So you can go search it out yourself. It's actually in uh, in honor of DJ Pretzel. I went back and found Overclock Remix number one. Uh, we actually played uh, number 4,497 before the show started tonight, uh, which was uh, posted on Halloween. Uh, but... Uh, we, I went all the way back to Overclock Remix number one. So the uh, over the music break that we are going to be playing tonight for those on the live stream, and you can go look it up yourself on ocremix.org on the podcast. It is from Shinobi. It was by DJ Pretzel, uh, who started this kind of as a hobby in 1999. Uh, I think it was October of 1999 is when this was posted. And it is Shin Shirukan Jam. Uh, and it is a remix of the uh, main background music from Shinobi on the Sega Master System. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. I literally forgot to put a bumper in, and I was like, wait a minute, I need to put a bumper, so I just picked the most recent one. That was the bumper for that. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back. I choose you to come back to the Bobby Blackwell Show. Uh, if you uh, want to leave a bumper, uh, all you got to do is send me uh, an MP3 of just your voice or a video of just you and your voice, and I'll choose which D DMCA violation I will actually risk a copyright strike on to put behind you and hope that uh, we just don't get hit with a strike. Uh, so, uh, Fifth Dream actually said, I remember in like 2000 going down to my apartment complex's office, quote unquote, to use the public fast, quote unquote, PC and cable internet to download tons of OC remixes and put them on CDRs back when my hard drive was six gigs. Yes. Um, and there, there are still torrents that they have of all of their overclock remixes, And I'm like, I do not have the space for that. So what I actually do for the show is, um, I look at like what we're talking about. 
And I'm like, I wonder if that has an overclock remix. And I will go to the site and actually just download as I need them. And so I get a growing directory. Or if I'm watching Games Done Quick and I'm like, that's a banging, that's a banger. Uh, I go and immediately download it and then forget that I downloaded it and it never goes on the show. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I definitely have some of my favorites. But, um, but yeah, I also use the Overclock Remix stuff for my wedding, actually. Um, I used, uh, like, I, I found, like, and, and not everything I used was Overclock Remix, but during the reception, uh, when everybody's eating and, and stuff after the actual ceremony, uh, we wanted, like, smooth jazz playing, but it's all, like, Overclock, it's all video game covers in jazz style. Uh, so like it would be just sounding like smooth jazz and then you'll be like, wait a minute, that's the street fighter theme as smooth jazz. Like somebody who would be like listening would be like, wait a minute, that, that, that's Pokemon or, you know, I, I can't remember what all we use. Not everything came from overclock remix, but, uh, like the vast majority of them did. Uh, so, uh, overclock remix has been a great resource, uh, for me for multiple venues and I continue, I hope to continue using, Overclock Remix, uh, for as long as, as, as we're around. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so coming up next, actually, I'm going to check. Let's, let's see if anybody is in the, I did not see anybody in the green room. Uh, I didn't call for it really. Uh, but, uh, I talked a lot. I knew I was going to talk a long time about Microsoft adaptive controllers or, or third party accessories. And, uh, I did. So, uh, and, uh, or it's right. It says jazz, jazz, jackrabbit. I, I actually think think there was a jazz remix actually well let me check before i before i get to rob like this this is fun um because i have the uh i'm pretty sure i've got the directory here somewhere hang on let me let me find where i put it let's see it's in here oh it's got a it's on my external drive uh shared music wedding let's open up the wedding folder let's let's see what i had in there so some of these came from like the one-ups um I had uh, Super Soul Brothers in there, which they do. They uh, it was it was um, from uh, Mother. It was Pollyanna from Mother. Uh, there was an F Zero Range track, which actually was like it's not an over it's not an overclock remix. It was actually like done in the '90s in Japan and released as a CD that nobody had. Uh, so I used some of that. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the like Street Fighter Two. Like there is a Street Fighter Two. And like Super Castlevania jazz and stuff. This was the Street Fighter 2 one I'm gonna play here. So so imagine you're at a wedding reception and you're just like sitting there eating, and this is what's playing over the speakers, and you're like, wait a minute. That kind of sounds familiar. What what is this? And and, and you're like you're sitting there, you know, like oh, it's, it's, this is a wedding. There's like adults here, and then that—that's what you hear. Like, doesn't that make like the coolest wedding ever? That's kind of what we were going for. Anyway, that is uh, this is actually Captain Hogan, uh, and it is on Overclock Remix. This is called Memories of a Master from Street Fighter Two, uh, and it is available on OCRemix.org right now for free. Uh, and uh, it is stream safe, so you will not get copyright strucken for this. But uh, we'll go ahead and shut that off. Uh, so uh, coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people 
out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And I would like to, and I like to check in with them to see uh, what's uh, what's going on with them. Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? I, I am doing well. Just just remembering. It's the 5th of November. We're supposed to remember things, right? Yes, I think that I think that was a thing like 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time talking about the Microsoft third-party accessories uh, mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, do do you have? Would this affect you, or are you just someone who uses only the official accessories? Like, what what's your kind of take on this? No, it won't affect me personally because I only have the first-party accessories. Um, I have one Xbox Series X controller for my actual Series X, and then I have one that I use on my PC because I actually do like the controller an awful lot. Mm-hmm. So um, and I, I full well know I could use the same controller on both, but I'm like, what if there's that rare occasion I actually want to play a two-player game on the same Xbox yeah. or, or PC? So I, I have one mm-hmm. just just waiting for that yeah. day to come by. So, no, it won't, it won't impact me directly, but, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh interesting. I you had an interesting breakdown of the whole thing on your show mm-hmm. because um I uh I kind of see what they're trying to do and why mm-hmm. they're trying to do it, but I think you make a really good case about how you know there's going to be kids that kind of need the cheap controllers. So what yeah. is Microsoft going to provide as a cheap alternative? Yeah. And just the different ways that folks are going to get around this anyway. Um perhaps taking the adaptive controller from people that need it. So I don't know, hopefully Phil Spencer will get wind of it and change it because he's been doing that a lot lately. I don't know if you know, but like the mm-hmm. the employee is getting ga- game pass. He well, yeah. once Phil Spencer heard about it, it was like, well, no, reverse reverse course on that. So uh we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I am uh and by the way, your cat needs food, I think. I know. Mr. Smush is a monster. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, Don't be sorry. I just wanna, no, I just want to point out, nothing happens until I get on the phone. Right. That's when the screaming starts. Yeah. Well, because because yeah. they think you're talking to them. I know, right? It was the same way for me when I was, you know, when, when I had cats at the time, uh, is that the minute I started talking, they're like, oh, we're having a conversation now? Let yeah. me be a part no. of this. How sensitive is this microphone too to pick that up all the way in the hallway? Just well, it, it was when you were yeah when you were talking it was coming yeah. through. So his other daddy will be back from Costco soon. So yeah. well, he'll survive. I guess. I know. I know they're spoiled. Don't worry about it. But but yeah, and I but I think like going back to the controller thing, it's like the 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 because of the circles I kind of go around in because there is some overlap between. Uh, the the speedrunning community and the fighting game community and hearing about like the the first thing anybody said was my fighting game controller is not going to work on Xbox anymore and I spent mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars on this and it's custom built for my fingers and and you know this is going to alienate an entire segment and I don't know if Xbox care like I don't like they care Xbox Microsoft would care Xbox would care but it, financially is that such going to be such a miss especially with Sony owning Evo. So it's kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see what develops in a week. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about this real quick, too, before you go in, because I did not talk about any of the uh, games I played, but I played a little bit of Super Mario Wonder, and I know you finally experienced the wonder. Yes. Uh, what, What are your quick thoughts on it? Yeah, so I was able to uh, finally, you know, because the game came out when we were at TwitchCon. It was just, mm-hmm. gosh, it was just a couple of weeks. I saw yeah. you, but, um, you know, uh, the game came out while we were at TwitchCon. And so I finally was able to sit down this last week and uh, check it out. And, um, yeah, I I like how they kind of took the touch fuzzy get dizzy level from mm-hmm. Super Mario World 2 and kind of made a whole game out of it. Um, not just that effect, 
but the fact that kind of every world seems to have its own little effect that sort of changes things. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure many people by now have seen the uh, singing piranha plant level. If you haven't, um, try to try to find it in the game for it's pretty early on. That's all I'll say in the spoilers. Um, but uh, just really fun things like that, that, um, you know, sometimes it feels like only Nintendo can pull off. Yeah, um, I it's it's a lot of fun. And shouldn't video games be fun? Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised. I, I will say the level design is great. Everything there, the shell that it all comes in was a little hollower than I would have thought. Meaning like title screens, very plain. The exposition is very plain, which I guess, you know, people just want to get in and play Mario brothers. It's fine. Yeah. It was just one of those things where I was just like, Oh, I thought there might be like a little more kind of setup, but I guess not. It's fine. I mean, there's a lot of people that skip those and they're like, I don't care why I fight. I just yeah. want to go right and conquer. I guess, yeah, mm. I guess. I don't know, just a little surprising. Yeah. No, I, I like that Like they've still found ways to change the formula because you don't, you'd mm-hmm. think that, especially after Mario Maker, uh, yeah. that, you know, that everything's been explored now. And mm-hmm. then they come in and, and kind of change it up, which is why, you know, when people are early on, it's like, oh, it's more of the same. I'm like, this doesn't feel like more of the same. No, because like every level so far has had some new monster, some new mechanic, some new change. So I think that's the biggest kind of thing about this game is that, no, it's it's actually nothing like that. It it really kind of changes with each level. And that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Uh, And one thing that I do like that they did uh, that that got away from old school level design is uh, there is no score and there is no timer. Yeah. Except in certain instances, they have a timer on screen for some of the Wonder Stars. Mm-hmm. But you can explore the level to the heart's content. You don't only have 300 seconds right, to get through the level. And there's no score. It's just, did you complete it? So they don't care how you completed it. They just want to know if you completed it. Yeah, and I but think it's that's interesting because cool. I'm sure the speedrunning community is still going to lean into this hard, even without there being a timer. And I think oh, Nintendo yeah. kind of knows that, and that's all yeah. right. Well, I mean, and Nintendo is like, I didn't even get into all the Nintendo stuff about them, uh, new rules for streaming and that you can't use unauthorized things. And like some of it kind of targets speedrunning a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, because if you're playing the game in an unintended way, that could theoretically get them to come after you. And it's like really weird, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, well, let's, but let's see those headlines when they come after a charity event exactly. for doing that. I, I don't think you're going to get the ire of the lawyers there, believe yeah. it or not. So, uh, but, but I do know that, yes, like the speed run is they found a way to skip all the way to the end already. <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, and it's, it's exploiting to be able to do in a Mario game. <laughs> and, and so essentially what it is, what they do, uh, is they exploit the second controller. So if you have two players mm-hmm. on the screen on the same controller, uh, you can actually have on the map at the end of world one, you can actually clip out of bounds into the main uh, area and then go mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they can, they can basically go straight to all of the bosses to, oh, uh, to, to basically take the things around the center castle and go straight to the castle. So I huh. think that's where they're at right now, but it's like every day, some new tech is, is found uh, that they're putting in the speed run. And I will say that the, um, even though the schedule for awesome games done quick is out, uh, and, uh, you know, they, they have a second submission period in a couple weeks. 
So they actually have blocks on the schedule that say second submission period. So you know Super Mario Wonder is going to be in it. Uh, they're just waiting for the speed run to materialize a little bit. Um, Starfield could be uh, run. Uh, there's a couple other games that came out in the past two months that they've said you can run. Uh, sure. The new Kong game is amazing in how bad it is. So yeah, they, I've heard, yeah. And the speed run for it right now is 13 minutes. <laughs> and that's how broken it is. Um, oh, it, skip, it skips the PNG boss, which is like there's this one cutscene that they just didn't bother to animate. So they just put like a picture of the enemy like up for like half a second instead of actually animating the enemy coming at you. Um, wow. It's it's great. Um, Does it zoom in with mode seven? Effect? No, it just pops it up on the screen for half a second and then goes away. Oh. Oh my god! Uh, and it's it's placeholder. It was supposed. To, I, I'm guessing it was placeholder art that they did not have the time to actually put in because the workers were overworked and underpaid, and and it was a very bad working condition. They made that game in a year, and no, that that's that's why. So I don't blame the developers at all. I blame management on that. Um, but yeah, and uh, oh yeah, you I guess we would have learned this lesson in the days of the Atari, yeah, when ET was made in six weeks, and yeah. we all saw what happened as a result of that. Yep. When Pac-Man was made, like some people never learn. Yeah, history uh, repeats itself. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, like I said, the AGDQ schedule is out. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I'm in. Uh, I'm going to AGDQ. I didn't even <laughs> put that in the show. Like it happened earlier this week and I'm like, oh yeah, I should mention, I mentioned on social media, but yeah, so I'm going to be one of the hosts at Awesome Games Done Quick 2024 in Pittsburgh on July 14th through 21st, I believe are the we, dates. We knew you'd be there. We knew, yeah. we knew, Bobby, we I, knew. Y'all knew. I didn't because I had to audition <laughs> again and it was a new audition process this year. So like they completely switched up the format, but yes, I'm going to be there uh, and uh, I don't know when I'm working yet. I had to send in all my stuff yesterday or Friday. Yes, Friday. Today's Sunday, unfortunately. Friday, I had to send in, like, my requests. Uh, my buddy Froob is running Lost Judgment DLC there uh, on Saturday afternoon, the last day of the marathon. So that was the one thing I requested. So we'll see if I get that. Um, unfortunately, I will tell you that the dog running game, uh, the Shiba Inu, that's going to be running Gyromite. Because uh, mm -hmm. that was the big thing that got like on all the headlines, and I met him. Uh, JSR, the dog's owner, was at TwitchCon. He he, he ran at GDQX. Oh. Uh, that is a remote run. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. they so I will not be able to host for that because they actually have remote hosts that are going to be hosting the remote runs. They're not going to have an on-site host hosting the remote run, which I that's did last time around. kind of good. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. kind of good. Yeah, because yeah, it was, I, like, I did it at SGDQ 2023. I was in, like, this room on, like, across the way from the stream room, like, in a dark room by myself because the lights are motion activated, and they turned off after 30 minutes. And I'm like, I'm like waving my arms and they're not turning on. Uh, so they, they fixed that up. So I will not be able to be hosting for the Gyromite run that uh, Ashiba Inu, whose name is Peanut Butter, which is which can be shortened to PB and can also mean personal best. So it's a speedrunning dog. It was just it was born to be a speedrunner. Uh, but that's that's kind of one of the big things that everybody's looking forward to. But then he's flying. He's getting right on a plane right after the end of that run. And flying to Pittsburgh because he's running Zelda 2 later in the week. <laughs> I love that. And so he will actually be there uh, and stuff. So, um, yeah, and Tiger Law even says the dog might not be comfortable playing in front of a large crowd. There's no way GDQ would have yeah. let that happen. It's too, too risky. Yeah. yeah. For everyone. So, um, 
So yeah, so no, speedrunners have already taken Super Mario Wonder apart, just like they've taken Tears of the Kingdom apart. Uh, and it took it was very quick. So yeah, those are gonna those All are right. gonna be great. So what else are you gonna be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Well, perhaps one reason that Phil Spencer did not was not able to address the uh, third-party controller issue this weekend is because he showed up at BlizzCon. Because, as you know, Blizzard is now a Microsoft company. Mm-hmm. So BlizzCon happened this weekend, and there was a lot of news out of that, if you follow those games. Um, if not, it's still interesting to see where, you know, Warcraft is still a pretty big MMO, so it's kind of interesting to see where it's going. Um, in other news, unfortunately, we have another studio with pretty big layoffs this week. Yep. Um, might be a little bit surprising, but Bungie, especially, and I say surprising because, you know, they still have marathon on the horizon Mm -hmm. i I thought destiny was still doing all right but apparently not so much so it's just unfortunately continuing this trend we are hearing way too much of this year um i just hope this can lead to some new studios being created um and some great games in the future because um yeah this this year has delivered some incredible games and it's delivered some incredibly bad news for game developers i'm not sure how to feel about that yeah, no, and there's even uh, another, an independent game developer that says, like, a lot of people that are actually criticizing people like me who say, well, hey, this is one of the best years for gaming. And he's like, no, it's not. This is mm-hmm. one of the worst years for gaming because mm-hmm. all of those game studios that made all those games you enjoy are treating their employees like crap. And, yeah. like, you're not, yeah, like, at what cost? Yes, we got all yeah. these great games, but at what cost to the industry? Right. And I, but I do feel both can be true. You can still look at a movie like the Barbie movie and go, that was a great movie. And then at the same time also go, but it's time for the studios to accept the deal, you know, that sag after the mm-hmm. terms that they want. So yeah. I, I kind of think both can be true, yep. but I get it. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Sunday night here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, you can also you can find me on social media at Bobby Blackwolf most places, bobbyblackwolf.com, where the skies are blue. If you need an invite, reach out to me on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. I'll hook you up with an invite. I've got a couple invites to Blue Sky. Um, a lot of people have invites to Blue Sky. It's getting a little bit bigger now, so congratulations to them. Uh, custom feeds are the best. Um, also, I did want to mention that, uh, you know, uh, that's, I, I made all the jokes. Today is November 5th. Remember, uh, remember the fifth of November, or whatever. Uh, but also, Dark Sakura says, "Remember, it's my mom's birthday, so happy birthday, Mama Sakura!" Uh, thank you for for introducing us to your daughter and bringing your daughter here to be with us. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make all this work without the help of chatters who go above and beyond. Uh, here on Twitch, you being here is really all that we ask for. But uh, we uh, people who uh, do help financially, uh, you know, sub on and do bits on Twitch, help us, uh, you know, have just at least pay for itself. That's really what we want. We just we have costs that come with doing this, and we pay, and we're able to kind of break even on that, and that's really all we want. Uh, so thank you so much to Fifth Dream for resubscribing and Pod Culture for resubscribing tonight. Thank you so much for the support that way but you being here thank you for being here uh i'm gonna hit the button here uh that says it's time to go which one is it it's this one there it is all right i will see you next week maybe i'll play have played a little bit more super wonder actually i'm gonna have some fun stuff to show next week i'm getting a big delivery see ya bye 
a winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network. Network. People who need to hire new voiceover guys. Or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.